0: what's up everybody due to some technical difficulties you might hear some delays in this podcast but we hope that doesn't keep you from enjoying another episode of a brother's got next here we go
1: yo it's your boy d welcome to a brother's got next um i'm always joined by my man quab what's going on man d d what's going on man yeah, it's good to have back-to-back shows for the first time in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we took like a month hiatus, month maybe even month and a half hiatus. But now, now we're back. You we got back-to-back weeks. I'm ready. I'm ready to get it in again.
1: Yeah, man. Nah, it's been it's been great. It's been fun. You know what I mean? Like you know, uh, it was good to have Kahar on last week, and like I said, we can get back to it again this week. Yeah, because that month was uh, it was torture. You know, I mean, I know it's not a lot going on, but you know, just to just be on and. You know, obviously all our friends and, you know, people that support us, you know, were asking where we was at. You know, I felt bad. So it was just good good to get back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the cool thing about our
0: last podcast is so many people loved the NBA all time starting lineup draft that we did. And, you know, I'll say a lot of people loved your team. In fact, I probably got the least love from the people that I talked to. They were like, yeah, Darian. I mean, if you have a lineup with MJ and Tim Duncan and Shaq, I mean, that, that's really tough to stop. So you got a lot of props for that one. Props to you, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, but any, any team with MJ, you know how how I feel about uh, here, that. There <laughs> you go, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but nah, man, just wanted to start it off. Obviously, you know, we're still kind of in the quarantine days. Um, obviously, you know, with a lot of states uh, reopening, and um, I know everybody's probably you know going going back to work soon, but obviously, we've still been in the quarantine days since we last had our last show. So obviously, you know, uh, start off with you, Kwab. What good movie, shows, and music have you have you heard in the last week?
0: Hey, look, I'm proud to announce that I finally watched Above the Rim. I don't know if I told you about
1: that. Yeah, I might I'm I'm have, cla- f- have to clap it up for that
0: one. Yeah, yo, I've been meaning to watch this movie since, like, 95. And I finally did it.
1: And it's funny, because I would, I would think that, you know, because it had Pac in it. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, he'd definitely watch it, you know.
0: You know what uh, I'm getting sure. upset about, though, when I see these movies with Pac? It's like, why is he always, like, a buster dude? Like, in, in Juice, he was not a good dude. In this movie, I couldn't <laughs> stand him, man. It's like, ah. Uh. So yeah, I guess man. I guess that just shows you his acting range. Like he was a great actor because I did not like him in this movie, but I really did enjoy the movie. Though my boy Leon
1: was real smooth in
0: it. I like I like that dude.
1: Oh yeah, what was what was my man's name? He had, he had the flick of the wrist. <laughs> Jay, I can't, I can't yeah. remember his character. Yeah um, man, I can't remember his character's name, but yeah man, nah, Leon Leon was great. Obviously Dwayne Martin was great great in it.
0: You know, how sometimes and, uh, you'll watch a basketball movie, and you can look at them and be like, "Yeah, I don't, they don't look like they could hoop." Like you could tell. Like, like I remember when I was watching Love and Basketball once, and I was like, "I don't know." I'll, I'll, like, Lamar S looks a little awkward when he's driving to the rim. Like, can he? Yeah, do, no, he, he, he can't
1: hoop at all. But I, I, I
0: Dwayne Moore look like he can actually hoop. Yeah, though.
1: yeah, he actually played. From what I understand, is that he either played in high school or college. He, oh, he played I didn't some know that. Or- yeah. So he, yeah, now nah, he can really hoop. As far as Leon, I don't really know. I don't know if that was like you know he he just learned that for the role. Um, I mean he's a tall dude, but I mean I don't like to assume that just tall guys can play. Um, yeah, they probably could but nah. like some CGI or something. Well, they, but that's pre CGI because that was like ninety. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, bro. yeah. Well, yeah, but, yeah no. first of all, if you have if you need CGI for a basketball movie, you must be really bad. Like you can't like yeah. shoot a jumper
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, but Omar Epps, I can confirm he couldn't play because see, my brother went to Philipps Skyler with Omar Epps here in Brooklyn. Um, they they went to junior high together, and uh, according to my brother, and I remember when I remember when Love and Basketball came out, and my brother can hoop a little bit. He was like, "Yeah, no, nah, he can't hoop." So Damn. You know, that one, wow, yeah, yeah, I can. I Hopefully, can, I can Omar probably... Epps
0: doesn't listen to this podcast because so he's not going to be happy to hear that.
1: Hey, I'll be like, listen, you got to talk to my brother about that one, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, them when they don't want that went to school together, but uh, mm. yeah, okay, cool. So you so you saw above the rim? I watched, any, any... Yeah,
0: I watched above the rim. Um, I also watched like a throwback movie. Yo, you remember the movie with your your girl is in it? Uh, remember the movie Strictly Business with Tommy? Oh, Davis? I love that movie. I love yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I did a little throwback uh, uh last week, and, and I watched Strictly Business. I was like, man, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, it's like It's like you know, prime Tommy Davison. Um, of course, Hallie is Hallie. I feel like Hallie was getting all those roles back then, like the it girl. You know, like there's like <laughs> hey. no, yeah. but there's so many movies around that that early '90s she was in. It's like wow,
1: Boomerang, that movie. You know, um, what would you say? I know this is kind of over time. What would you say is the best looking she's ever looked in in a movie? Like the, the '90s Hallie. What was the best? Oh wait, say- I,
0: it can only be '90s. Or you're talking overall.
1: I would say, yeah, just early nineties, like you said, like when she was that it girl. Like what would you say was her like her her prime, like peak when she was just like, yo, I like you just watched the movie just because she's because how she looked, how she was in it.
0: Oh, that's so tough. Man, I I kinda wanna say boomerang. I think I was gonna
1: say the same thing. See, it's funny. I was gonna say the same thing. I would say boomerang was like her her peak or her coming out party. It was like, yo. She I don't I don't think she's ever looked as good. Well, early nineties, I would say, like you said, right. Early nineties, Hallie. Cause when did when did um when, when did, uh, when she was in Bond, what, what year was that?
0: Bond is, I, saw, I remember seeing that when we were in college. That was 2002.
1: Right, because I was going to say, now, 2000s, that's, now, to me, overall, the Bond movie is probably the best she's ever looked. I'm I don't know, man. You remember that movie, Swordfish? Yes. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, Swordfish, okay, I think a lot of people, just because, you know, obviously she went, you know, topless or whatever, and she did look good, but I don't think as far as, like, just sort of her, just straight beauty... Like that Bond movie dog, yeah. Yeah, she was, a problem. Dad, she was like, a
0: problem. She was a problem. in that.
1: Dog. That's when I was like, that's when I was like, she's a goat. I was like, she's a great. She's the greatest. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, yeah. I wasn't really I feeling that.
0: the whole look in BAPS, your movie, by the way. <laughs>
1: but I know that I know that's the movie yeah. they were kind of that's the look they were kind of going for. Um Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't ever bring that movie up as far as like her. Yeah, no, but no, I think Bond overall, but yeah, I would say, boom. I agree with you, Boomerang, early, that early 90s Hallie, yeah, Boomerang's probably the best. Yeah, and you can't you know really know I mean?
0: look at a movie like Losing Isaiah, but she was kind of meant to be like a
1: crack addict. I think she was a crack addict in that movie. So she was... And she's played that before, because remember, she was that in Jungle Fever, mm. and that was like early Hallie. That was like before she got big. You know, she was a crackhead in that, and then, um, yeah, she's played that role a few times, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, but uh, nah, Trickly Business is definitely yeah, she looked good in that. She was underrated in that.
0: Yeah, I definitely know what the homie um Hurricane Chris was talking about when he made that Halle Berry song.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I can't get on Kahar as much anymore because he is like, yeah, now, now I know I, I know what it yeah, I know
0: what it I know what it, <laughs> it is. But now nah, I know know yeah, so I checked that out. Um and a, a show that I watched a little while ago that I haven't had a chance to really talk to our listeners about is that show High Fidelity. With Zoe Kravitz on Hulu. Yeah, I still haven't watched. Yeah, that. that's a really good show, man. Everybody, everybody that knows me well knows I'm a I'm a music head. I'm a music lover, and that that, that right. show is really cool because she owns. She's a young business owner. She owns a record store in Brooklyn. And it kind of has to do with her love life and how a lot of the songs kind of relate to her love life. And it's, it's a really fun, easy watch. They're 30-minute episode. I think it's 10 episodes on Hulu, um, the uh, first mm-hmm. season. So I would definitely recommend that for you at You and the Wifey, man. I think that, that's an
1: enjoyable show for sure. So a good, this is a good segue. So what I watched over, you know, the last week. Actually, so I watched the movie with Zoe Kravitz in it. It wasn't good. Um, it was called Rough Night with her and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Jolanta. I've heard of that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, the girl from uh, SNL. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is in it. Uh, and the girl from Broad City. I don't know if you ever watched that show on on, on Comedy Central. Um, I can't. I don't. I don't really know their names like that. But so it was, uh, it was oh, well, Kate, Kate McKinnon? Kate, McKinnon. Okay. Kate, yeah. Kate McKinnon's from SNL. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't that good. But um, yeah, Zo- Zo- uh, Zoe Kravis was in that. Um, so I watched that uh, over the break. Um, and then, um, what didn't you I like about watched- it? It just wasn't really funny, or what? It was just one of those typical, like, you know, it, it was called Rough Night. So I guess, you know, the whole premise is that, you know, they they um it's a, it's a bachelor party, bachelorette party for jo- Scarlett Johansson. You know, it's one of those typicals like everything can go wrong in one night kind mm-hmm. of thing. And um, they have to, you know, cover something up and then they, you know what I mean? It's like a whole big adventure for this, like one night, one thing that happens. Um, I'm not trying to give everything away just in case people want to see it. Yeah. But, well, you know how you are uh, with that. So <laughs> Right. So uh, yeah, it's it's just yeah I wasn't I wasn't really feeling it. Um, and it, and it wasn't I don't think it did well in the in the theaters and it, it didn't get high ratings or anything. Okay, so okay. Um, yeah, so I watched that, and then um, you know of course I watched the new Issa Rae movie on Netflix with the uh, I can't pronounce the Indian dude's name, um, but uh, the comedian dude, uh, and that, that was actually hilarious. It was pretty good. I know you said one of uh, Kahar said it was alright, but I actually I yeah thought I thought it was, it was solid.
0: I, I, I mean I laughed, so that's the goal. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it was solid. Um, I don't know if I liked it as much as you, but I definitely enjoyed it. I wasn't bored or anything like that. I thought it was a pretty ridiculous storyline, but that's what I like to see. I like to see kind of crazy scenarios and things like that. So I was I was I was cool with it. I thought it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, and obviously I'm still watching uh, Insecure. I'm. I know you watch it as yep. well. Um, you know, I've been watching that. You know, I've been really feeling the music off Insecure. I've been getting I've been downloading a lot of the songs I hear on Insecure. Some of the joints, like some some of the artists I've never heard of. Um, you know, so I'll like, hear a song or Shazam it or like I'll just kinda this this uh website you can go to where they have all the insecure music. You know what I mean? Yeah, think Spotify
0: has like playlists. Um yeah, they they're, their music right. has been
1: on point since season one though. They always got good stuff on. Them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, a lot of, and there's a lot of artists I've never heard of. A lot of people I'm like, I've never heard of them. So, yeah, it's been really dope music. Uh, So, I've been, yeah, I've been, I downloaded, you know, a lot of uh songs from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't really been, been watching any really new shows. There's, you know, shows I've, I normally watch, you know what I mean? Nothing, I haven't been watching anything that's like, oh man, you know, that I would tell the, the audience to be like, oh, you should watch that. You know, I've been watching a lot of old stuff, still watching, you know, like Married with Children and, you know, Things like that. I'm, i to say everybody knows me or has uh, heard the show. You know, I'm a big Married with Children fan. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. You ever watch?
0: Um, yeah. Did you ever check out Watchmen?
1: No, I have to watch the show cuz you know it's funny I never liked the movie. Did you ever watch did you ever see the yeah, show? Yeah, I saw the movie, the in movie in theaters. Theater
0: yeah, no, don't don't go based off not liking the movie though. Um yeah,
1: Okay, yeah. okay cuz yeah, I didn't really like the movie so that's why I probably never got into mm-hmm. um the show, but I heard the show was dope though. I heard Regina Oh yeah, no, really it does good. start
0: a little slow, so you got to be a little patient with okay. it. but Regina King crushes it as always and uh Right, the, right. the The last three, four episodes are electric, yo. It's it's some of the best TV I've seen in a while. So it, you got to stick with it for oh, a little wow. bit. But
1: it's 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 crazy. Yeah. yeah, and That's the problem with me. See, like I'll admit, like I'm not a guy. Like if it starts off slow, it's hard for me to get into it. Like to wait. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not, I'm not that patient when it comes to <laughs> shows right. like that. I'm just being real. Like a, yeah, and I'm the same with movies. Like I want movies to be like jump right into it. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's an action movie, like don't let me wait. You know, mid-movie, you give me all the action. Like, give me it, like, right away. You know what I mean? I love movies. Like, that's what I'm saying. I like the movie to jump right into mm-hmm. it. I mean, comedies are different, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's gonna be steady, you know, it should be funny, or you know, throughout, you know, steady kind of comedy throughout the mm-hmm. movie or show. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm not a... I, I ain't gonna lie. I don't really have the patience. Sometimes, like, that's why I give up on shows or movies. I'm just like, okay, it's taking too long for like, the whole thing to kick in. You <laughs> know what I mean? sit
0: through a movie, though, because it's just 2 hours like yeah you know on average i should say when it comes to a show like right. if i'm like 3 or 4 episodes in and i'm i just can't get into it i'm just like i i can't do this anymore
1: yeah and that's the thing with me like sometimes it, i don't even it doesn't even take me 3 or 4 episodes it may take me like an episode or two or two and then i'm kind of like yeah i'm good you know what i mean <laughs> i got you yeah i'm good so you know but anyway we're going to jump right into it uh you know obviously we've been doing a lot of nba talk we're going to continue with a lot of nba talk so we're going to start off, we you know me uh Quab and his brother we we have like an Instagram group chat. We always are chatting about different you know sports topics and debating and there was a good one that we had about a couple of weeks ago uh, about the top top 5 legendary point guards. And we we picked we picked 5 and it was Gary Payton, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, Steve Nash and Jason Kidd. And we have them in our own order. So I'm going to start with you Quab. List in order who you think are you know from one to five between those guys. I'll
0: start from number five. How about that? Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. People are gonna call me crazy. I've had so many debates about this player being slightly overrated. Now, remember, overrated doesn't mean you're not good. It just means there are things about your game that I. <laughs> I think I know you're gonna pick. So but I got I, you kid know I'm number saying. five. I okay, but I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna tell you why. So I got kid number five. Number four. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to go off. I'm gonna go with Nash. Now, I know that might surprise a lot of people because he is a two-time MVP, um, one of the best jumpers of any point guard ever. I actually think he's one of the more underrated shooters in NBA history. Yeah, I said it. History. I really think he is. So, I got him at number four. I got Peyton number three. Love how he played both sides of the ball. Obviously called the glove for a reason. Led those Sonics teams in the early 90s to some really great 50, even close to 60 win seasons. Even went to the finals against MJ. Uh, number two, I got the all-time assistant, Steel's leader, John Stockton. And number one, man, I got to go with Zeke. The guy was just a big game player. Not saying that those other guys weren't, um, but I just love the way he led those bad boy Pistons um, against some really good teams in the East, in the, East, the early, in early 80s. So right, right. I got I got
1: Isaiah number one there. Okay, so I'm going to do the same thing. So I'm going to go with my number five. So my number five is Gary okay. Payton. Um yeah, you know, obviously I love the glove. Don't get it don't get it twisted just because I haven't me. Obviously, I, he's one of the all time great point guards ever. You know, like you said, I mean, both sides of the ball can score. Obviously, that they called him the glove for a reason. was a great defender. Um, played with the rain man. I love those Sonic scenes with him and Sean Kemp. Um, you know, back in back in the uh early nineties. Um so he's my number five. So number four, I have Jason Kidd. Okay. Um, number four. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I, we've always used to get into arguments with you and me about Jason Kidd about yeah, he had overrated and the no J and how he had zero points in a game seven. So he I, was, you know, he was a great I, passer, I
0: great, great leader. Um, yeah, oh, I can't, yeah. can't question great. that. Mm-hmm. I just he just lacked too much off as as a scorer. And now, obviously, sometimes I don't. You don't need your point guard to be prolific scorer. In fact, I think it's proven right. that if you if your point guard is your main scorer, that typically doesn't equate to like winning
1: championships. You know. Right, because, I mean, I, I look at Jason Kidd's career like this. Any time he was traded and he went to that team, um, you know, he was traded to that team, he made them better. Like, for instance, like, I felt like when he got traded from the uh, – when he got traded from the Suns to the Nets, the Nets were horrible before he got there, and then they, they started winning. And then, you know, they made it to the finals twice with him, and I thought he was the key reason. Now, they already – they had other talent, but he some of that talent was already there when they were horrible. So, you know, I was like, well, you know, any I just felt like he was one of those guys that, you know, when you got him, he changed kind of your team. Like you said, great leader, great pass. He didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have a score, but he kind of just changed your whole team, the dynamic, the whole attitude. So that's why I I put him high up there. But yeah, he's my number four. My number uh three, I have um S- Steve Nash. Okay. Uh, you know, as you said, two time MVP. Uh I you know it's funny with Nash, I always Thought he, he was kind of underrated because I mean, I know he's a two time MVP and he was, you know, sick with the Suns, but he, I felt like even with the, you know, a lot of people give him his pros when he with the Mavs. You yeah, know, he, he was really very good, good, good with, Mavs, with the Mavs, for sure. Really good with the Mavs, yeah. And, you know, like people kind of downplay those years. I know his first go around with the Suns, he was young. He was like, you know, rookie, or I don't know how long he was there. You know, I think he was only there for like three or four seasons, but yeah, he wasn't what he was until he got really to the Mavs, but, uh, yeah, no Steve Nash is definitely uh number 3. Um and then my number 2 is John Stockton. We too. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, John Stock is number 2. Yeah, I mean obviously, you know, it's not a lot I have to say about John Stockton, you know, what is he the uh number you know, all time, still an all-time still the all-time assist assistant leader. Steals, yeah. Uh, and assistant steals, right? I mean, you know, it's funny, he's he was kind of like they always described him as the boy next door, very quiet, you know what I mean? Um you know, obviously Carl Malone was kind of like the big juggernaut of that team, but he was definitely the, the great compliment to him, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, another guy I always thought was kind of had an underrated, you know, career. I know people that really know basketball, you know, know he was great, you know. But, uh, yeah, John Stockton was uh, was definitely up there for me. And obviously, number one, as you as we kind of say number one, Isaiah Thomas, um, you know, I, I could send him probably, you know, if people can argue, you know, you, if you wanted to, you could put him right behind, you know, Magic Johnson, as the second greatest point guard ever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue, you know, with that, um, you know, Isaiah obviously won two championships. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you know, he was, you know, he had the eighties and he was '80s even into a little bit of the, the beginning of the nineties, he was good. So, um, you know, with the bad boy Pistons, you know, gave Michael, MJ, the Bulls, all that trouble. So uh, yeah, MJ is definitely, I mean, isaiah's is definitely my number one, you know, with, with, You know what's really that.
0: impressive about Stockton is so, You know, a lot of people don't think of Stockton as an offensive like player, but I I compare him to Nash in a lot of ways. Excellent shooter. One thing I love about him is he was always, Mm -hmm. you know, shot 51 percent from the field over his career. So like he wasn't anytime he would shoot, he wasn't wasting shots. So one of his his best season statistically, as far as points per game, was 17.2. You know, the great thing about Mm -hmm. that is he was he, he was making so much of that offense click. So he was averaging 17 points and 14.5 assists. Like the offense just flows through him. That's <laughs> that's a, such an amazing yeah. such an amazing thing to see. Cause if, if somebody's averaging almost 15 assists a game, you would think like, oh maybe they average like eight points or nine. But like dude, 17 and 14, that's just <laughs> and like any and shot he shot the one, 41% the... from three. It's just Yeah, that's what I
1: was yeah. gonna mention. I was gonna mention that. that... He was a very underrated three-point shooter. Now, he didn't take a lot of threes. Like you said, he didn't take a lot of shots, but he was really good from three-point range because if you it, look back at some of his those big games, like remember the the game where they closed oh, out? Hit the, yeah, the hit close the the game Absolutely. he hit the game winning three, yeah. And then I remember against the Bulls in game six, but now before, you know, Michael made the shot, whatever, if you watch that game, he made that big three to put them up three, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, With less than a minute to go, so... Yeah, he was a big he was a big shot maker too. That was another thing. He was a very underrated big shot maker. Um and was a really tough defender, really tough guy. Like again, you didn't look at him as like a you know, a tough a tough guy because he looked like the boy next door. But yeah, he was a really good defender, tough, you know what I mean? Um, would get into you, you know what I mean? So and I think Gary Payne is even quoted by saying, Stockton was the toughest guy he's ever ever faced, you know what I mean? In his in his career, as far as at his position. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and so, one thing um, I like
0: about Stockton too yeah. is he didn't seem to be in awe of the the Michael Jordan Bulls. I remember when they where they faced them no, in the finals. I was like, no. yeah, they're another team that's in right. our way. Like, we're trying to win a title. So I love that he right. was just so laser focused on the on the task at hand that he wasn't in in awe of anything. Like him and Malone were both like that. You know, they were just and and he was also an Iron Man. The guy played 80, 82 games, like
1: eight like nine seasons in a row. It's like wow, is this? Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't realize he was thirty six when when Jordan and yeah. them in ninety eight. I mean, he was thirty six and still one, of the, one of the best point guards in the league. Yeah, thirty six. So yeah, I mean, you you know that's old for you know. I mean, most guys thirty six are kind of on the downhill you know part of their career. I mean, he was still going, still one of the probably you know top five point guard at that time in the league at thirty six. You know that league yeah. Thirteen was seasons. So, Thirteen nah.
0: seasons. He played eighty two out of eighty two games. You know. And the and the ones that he didn't, yeah, he played seventy nine out of eighty two. You know, seventy eight. So, so he was just right. such a such a durable player. Um, when did he retire? He retired, I think it was the year after Malone did the whole Lakers thing. So I think he retired in two, he retired in two
1: thousand three. Wow. So that means he played another five years. So he, he retired he like was at forty 41. when he retired.
0: Yeah, man. And he was still he was he wow, was still averaging crazy. eleven and eight. So he was still productive. Yeah. Wow. But. Back to That's your ratings real quick. I, I just don't see how somebody I don't see the kid over Peyton. I just think Peyton was a better defender. He's a nine team, nine first uh first time all NBA defensive team, nine times nine, one defensive player in the year in '96. Was at, you know, was I I think he was a better scorer than Kid. The only thing I'll give Kid the he was a better passer, like he averaged higher assist numbers. I just don't think I would take kid over Peyton in a must-win situation. I just I like Peyton better.
1: Okay, maybe not in a must-win, and I give you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, look, cause Jason Kidd went over. That's for seven, one game, game so game seven, I don't want to over. That's one game, and, and but I think obviously that's been it, it's kind of to your point. But I just think kid, it's 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 other things. It's other tangibles. Like I understand you just think he's a better passer, but. I just think the leadership and the mentality, what, what he does when he, when it comes to a, when he came when he was trading and would go to a team. I just think he brings that. Like I, I would say like, okay, Peyton was mm-hmm. in that same situation. Would it like for instance, like if you took Gary Payton and put him on that Nets team, would they have done the same thing? I don't know if they would have. You know what I mean? I think Gary Payton was like good in the, like the the Sonics was a great situation he was in. Don't get me wrong, he's he's a great player because I, I felt like you know once he left, I mean obviously once after he left the Sonics, kind of in the downhill. Of his career because I know he won a championship with the Heat, but he was like a backup. You know, he was he wasn't even starting. Yeah. I know he was like a backup point guard. But um yeah, I just like the intangibles with kid. Like you know, I I know like kid's not as good of a scorer and maybe not definitely not as good as a defender. But it's just something about Jason Kidd I. have Always loved about him, like he just changed a, he changes the culture. Yeah, you, you know think, what I mean? Yeah, and that just think says he brought a lot? Seven,
0: uh, Certain level of toughness and greediness, which which may not, which, which he did. may rub other did. people wrong. I think he was a different kind of leader. Right, you know, he right. was a trash talker as a kid. It was like a silent killer at times. Um, you know, and as much right, as I'm getting right, on Jason right. Kidd for exactly. his, his jumper, I mean, he's one of the all-time leaders in three-point shots made. So, you know,
1: he didn't no, take a lot, made, though, in, you know in, I mean? three-point shots that's... made
0: though, so he. Yeah, he's still up there. Right, um, right.
1: But... Nah, yeah, yeah. No, and then like I said, it's, I look. It, obviously, we. It's, it's. I know it's kind of flip-flopped. You know what I mean? Because you had, you had Peyton. I had Peyton four, at right? three. I had
0: him. I had, I had Peyton ahead of. Oh yeah, Peyton um, at three. Oh okay,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. You had him ahead of Nash. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Peyton, like I said, man. I, I don't get me wrong. Just, just because I have him five, doesn't it doesn't make me think any less of him. It's just out of those guys, I just think those four are. Better and like I said, Jason Kidd, I just take him a. It's just slightly a little bit better, I think Jason Kidd is. Um With Nash, obviously, I know you said you had you had uh, Nash, at Nash. Nash was at
0: four. You know, Nash is yep. a
1: two-time MVP. Right. Yeah. I mean, Nash is a two-time MVP. He, no, wasn't no, he a was great a great defender. Like, I know that. You he need to easy.
0: talk more about that. He was. He didn't play defense. Uh, he did.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, he was not a defender at all. He was pretty, <laughs> actually horrible. Um, But he was so good as far as making the team better offensively. I mean you know, as far as passing, he can score, um, you know. The one thing, I guess, the knock on Nash is that, you know, in big moments, he wasn't a – I don't know if he was kind of a big-time player because every time he went to the playoffs, they always, you know, got got beat by teams they should have beaten, you know what I mean, where they had the home court and you're like, oh, yeah, they should beat the, – you know, they should win. But that was the kind of the knock on Nash. But um, I just I just love Nash as far as, like, those, those Phoenix Suns teams, those, like, what was it uh, – uh, yeah, 10 seconds or last, last 18, or whatever it was and like
0: the like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just loved things.
1: him. I just loved him. And you know what I mean? Obviously that's when he was the two-time MVP, but um yeah, obviously like I said, man, with this list, I mean, they're all legendary point guards. So no matter where you have them, they're all, you know, Hall of Famers, they're all great. You know what I mean? Nobody's nobody just because you have somebody five doesn't make them oh yeah, they they're No, not yeah, it's good. not different you know these I mean?
0: guys. We're just comparing all these guys to each yeah. other. Um so if that's the case, no. right.
1: I think I think Stockton and Isaiah, like you said, because we both have them one or two. I think those are like the locks. Like I, I think two. so, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely the locks. So um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, those are our top five. You know, we like I said, we have these discussions on IG and we we have five legendary point guards kind of putting them in order. I thought it was a kind of a great discussion to to kind of bring to uh a brother's guy next. So now we're gonna shift to uh there was a, uh, you know, you always hear these these things about who are the greatest NBA players in each decade. And, um, you know, it's funny, Quab kind of came up with, you know, you always get pretty much one player. Like, they always say, okay, Magic was, you know, 80s, Jordan was the 90s. You know, whoever you had, 2000s was Kobe, and LeBron was 10. So we kind of wanted to, Quab kind of came up with, like, let's na- name, instead of just naming one, let's name our top three. Uh, players of, of the of, of a decade. So I'm going to start with you, Quab. Who were your top three players, in your opinion, in, in the 80s in the NBA? Okay. Uh, I'm going to start
0: with the whole three to one. So I'll start from the bottom, work my way up. I really struggled with number okay. three because, okay, now I, I did love Dominique Wilkins as a scorer, I, you know, but he just didn't do enough in the postseason. The Hawks had a lot of bad teams. But I feel like he's one of the more forgotten right, about great right. scores in NBA history you know um you 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 talk mm-hmm. about high flyers i mean i think he's a r- maybe right behind vince is arguably the greatest dunker of all time so he was a highlight reel you know it, it's almost like he was ahead of his time when it came to the the style him and jordan of course were were just so amazing at throwing it down but i mean dominique is a 25 point per game guy you know and you know he had a, he led the league in scoring oh, yeah. in 85 30 points a game yeah what well, they call him the human highlight reel the human highlight, <laughs> highlight film yeah. yeah that's right that's right the highlight yeah, film it was just yeah just a, g- a good yeah, size like six, eight, two, fifteen. 215 he was just such a, a phenomenal scorer um but i think the lack of
1: and athletic he was a beast he was like the yeah, he was kind of buff yeah but i think you know the lack I mean? of um
0: the lack of success in, in in the in the later parts of the year are what really um kind of ha- had him mean barely t- have him miss my my uh, top 3 so i'm going to put moses malone you, dude, Moses Malone, Moses Malone ah, in the eighties, bro. Like you're talking about. One. I love that you're one. You're talking about. You're, yeah. Very one of the slept most underrated, underrated players ever. One of the most underrated players ever. You're talking about a guy yes. who was yeah. efficient, who was giving you seasons of 31 points and 15 boards, 25 points, 15 boards, and this is all the- Woo. Fo, fo, fo. <laughs> When they
1: beat yeah. the Lakers, fo, fo, fo. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> So I'm gonna put Moses Malone at three. Uh <laughs> man, the, the top two are tough for me because. I mean, Bird and Magic. I feel like you can make perfect arguments for both. They had battles in the in the finals. They both won MVP. Ugh.
1: Dude, they were eight eight of the eight. Or was it seven or no? I, I'm sorry, seven of the ten uh, championships in the '80s. They were they were a part of. How do you of.
0: pick? How do you pick? Yeah, how that's, do you? Pick that's insane. Better in that decade.
1: Yeah. Uh. Right. I think seven rights. I think it was seven of the eight. I think seven of the eight, oh no, seven of the ten. They were yeah, they were a part uh. of. it. Because only the Sixers. I think the Sixers. It was two two. Uh, the Sixers were, uh, were part of two, and I think the Pistons mm-hmm. were part of one. That was it. The rest of it was.. Still yeah, six it. Yeah, it just
0: shows you the level of dominance. So he had three MVPs and three titles in the eighties. Magic had. Five titles and three MVPs in the 80s. Like, oh, my goodness. I feel bad for all the <laughs> yeah, other teams. Not mean, like, the Pistons. You know, nobody else was doing anything. You know what? I'm going to – What a Sixers. What Yeah. Yeah. You know what, man? I think I'm going go right. to go Bird 2. I'm um, going to go Bird 2. Not only because the Lakers kind of won those head-to-head matchups a little bit more, but just the fact that Magic was just such, like, leading league in assists and just – he was the assist leader four times in the 80s. He was the steals leader. Like, I know he wasn't really known for his defense. Like, he wasn't a, an amazing on-ball defender, but um, the effort was always there, which is, you know, and just, like, his leadership skills and his charisma, just I, I love the way he led that Lakers team, man. So I'm going to have Bird to a magic one.
1: Gotcha. So my number three for the 80s is uh, okay. Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Obviously, we talked about him in the in the last in the last segment the last so when we were doing the the five legendary point guards um yeah man i'm a big isaiah fan i love Zeke. you know it's funny you know it's funny i'm such a big michael jordan fan and them, those two don't get along and hate each other you would think i hate isaiah but i don't i, I think isaiah is arguably the second greatest point guard in, you know in nba history um and he he was great in the 80s i mean look now he didn't he didn't he only won close i think it was the end of the 80s when they won it i think they won it right they won it in 89 so it was obviously, obviously at the end of the 80s when they won. But even when he was from – when he was drafting, I think it went in 81 throughout, you know, to, to when they won it. I mean, he – if you look at his stats, I mean, he was putting up numbers. You know what I mean? Like, he was still a great scorer, great player. And they were pretty consistently winning. Like, they were always in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they would just lose to the Celtics or they would lose, you know, you know, lose to the Lakers. You know what I mean? Um. So, yeah, they were always consistently winning. Obviously, they had Chuck Daly as a coach, who's one of the greatest NBA coaches in NBA history. Um. So yeah, like I said, man, okay. I'll, I'll put Zeke at number three, and I'm, I, I hate to uh, agree with you and say we have the same one, uh, one and two, but yeah, I'm gonna put Bird at two. Um, it's just kind of what you kind of mentioned. I just I take Magic over Bird just because of the head-to-heads. I mean, obviously Magic won five, I think, and right, Magic won five in the '80s. Bird won three, and I think you know the lake, the Lakers between them head-to-head. You know, Magic won those matchups, um, and. uh yeah man, you know the Showtime Lakers and you know, with just magic. I mean, magic was such I don't know, man, like you know, obviously I you know, you probably can agree magic Magic's the greatest point yeah, I agree. in NBA history. I agree with that. Um, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, Bird, I think at one point was the greatest at his position, but obviously LeBron has kind of surpassed that. Um, and maybe even KD's to to an extent. Um, but uh yeah, man, magic was just such a phenomenal player. I mean, could play all five positions, um, you know, obviously was a great passer, um, could score, could, you know, I mean, can do anything, anything you needed him to do, he can do. Anything, you know, he just wanted to win. And I remember, you know, it's funny, his rookie year, I remember Kareem being out in that 1980 finals. That's he incredible. He center. That's incredible. And he was 6'9".
0: That's amazing.
1: Uh, what'd you say? Sure. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was a rookie 6'9" having to play centers to replace a legend like Kareem. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he he killed it. He flourished. And, you know, it was a game seven of all, you know, this is a rookie doing this. And um, that's when I remember, you know, I, I, I wasn't alive then, but just hearing that story and watching the, the highlights and the stats of that game, it's just like, wow. Like, you know, you can tell why yeah. this dude was so special. But uh, yeah, I think, I think, we I think it's safe to say you can say Magic and Bird were probably oh no question I don't, I don't to see leave. how you can make you this say list that and have one of them not on that yeah. list I don't I don't see that yeah so yep. gotcha right right so now we're gonna shift to the nineties um so yeah which which is top oh, three in the nineties
0: besides the number one which we'll get to Stu and the number the top the other two were tricky <laughs> because of, so there's options <laughs> you know and I don't like to always yes, go off, oh, yeah. this guy mm-hmm. won this many championships or this guy because there are certain circumstances circumstances you have to deal with um, in the championship. So right, with right. That no, I got said, I got you. I got, um, I got, you, I got yes. Malone at three. Yeah, I got Carmelo. I got a lot of respect for Carmelone. Okay. Man. Just what you know, we talked about Stockton you know in, oh, in the yeah, earlier yeah. segment and just how consistent Malone was for right, such right. a long time. Such a long time. You're talking about yeah. pretty much 20 years yeah. where he was he was good for 20 years you know almost so it's just the consistency um the chemistry he had with 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 uh with john stockton i mean they made each other great you know i don't you know a lot of those assists were you right. know he wouldn't have gotten a lot of those assists without malone talking about stockton. and vice you know
1: vice versa oh of course of course the mailman delivered delivered you know what i mean
0: Number two, God, there's so many choices. I was thinking about Shaq. I was thinking about Barkley. I was thinking about, you know, there's just so many ways to go here. And I love Charles Barkley. Um, Right. I got to go to Dream, though, man. I got to go to Akeem to Dream at number two. Now, I don't know if he would would have been lucky enough to win those titles if MJ didn't leave. But just his level of dominance as a shot blocker, as a scorer, um, his finesse. I think he's the most skilled big man ever. I get him the number two. And, of course, number one, The Last Dance, you know, the, the, reason, the, reason, the reason that was made. Although I don't think MJ was as, as innocent as he tried to make himself seem in the documentary. That's a whole other story, though. I... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, but I got to go with, with him yeah, number one. So MJ, K- yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon, Carl Malone.
1: All right, so my number three may shock you a little bit. It's funny because I was going to put Malone at three. But I love this dude in the 90s, and I, I you know, I don't know how you feel about him, Quab, but I was I was a big fan of his, and he ended up winning a title kind of near the end of the 90s, Um, obviously more because of another player uh, that we'll talk about in, in, a, in a later segment. But oh, yeah, number three, I'm going to put David Robinson, man. I love the Admiral. The Admiral, man. I was a big Admiral guy. I love the Admiral, yeah. And, you know, the 90s were kind of like – it was a lot of good centers. You had him, the Dream, Patrick Ewing. You know what I mean? You had you had some really good centers, you know, in the nineties. So, but no, nah, I was a big David Robinson guy. I just loved I loved his game. Um, and how how agile he was. And um, yeah, he's 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 my number three, uh, for sure. Number two, I I guess our number one's and number two is the same thing as the eighties. Yeah, number yeah. two, you know how much I love the dream. Yeah, I mean Hakeem is to me the most talented center to ever play in the NBA. He may be my favorite center of, of all time in the NBA. He's actually actually one of my favorite just all-time players uh, ever in the NBA. So, yeah, the dream is definitely number two. And then number one, I mean, it it goes without being said. People that know me know I love this guy. You know what I mean? The greatest, the GOAT, you know, MJ at number one. I mean, I don't really really have to say much. You know, all the (laughs) titles, MVPs. Yeah, you know, I don't really have to say much. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with MJ. Now, really quick, um, since the I we don't, really don't want to take Adver. up too
0: much time. Let, let's say, since the 90s are so amazing, let's say you had to round out the top five. So who would you have at four and five, real quick?
1: Okay. I would probably okay. put Malone, Malone then Bar- and then Barkley. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, Malone and Bar- okay. Barkley. Yeah, Barkley would have okay. my top five.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think at four, mm-hmm. I would also go Barkley there. You know who, man, and, and number five to me is like, okay. It, it's kind of like your David, David Robinson um yeah i just I, it, it, like i can't really justify why i have this guy at five but you know i loved grant hill
1: <laughs> that was like a mm-hmm. personal favorite of mine i love i love grant hill oh i love grant hill too i the only reason i wouldn't put him in he just he, you know he was in, obviously mm-hmm. you know he got injured he, get, he was very injury prone i just felt like grant hill had the first with two yep. maybe three good seasons yeah, i mean they yeah, were but great he but when, when he was in his prime know? and
0: that you know that Late 90s, period, he was he was awesome, such a such a blast to watch. But that's just more mm-hmm. of me being a fan oh, of his. Yeah. I think realistically, I'd probably have Shaq at five.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, what? I forget about yeah, Shaq yo, in the 90s because he was so dominant he was so athletic. So athletic. nah, he was oh, a beast yeah. in, the, in the 90s, yeah, no, 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 90s, yeah, but because obviously, I always say his prime was like in the early 2000s, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I I forget about Shaq in the 90s, but Grant Hill. Nah, man, he's one of my favorites, oh, yeah. especially uh the shoes. You know what I mean? Was, was big. Mm-hmm. Was a big uh fan of. The, yeah, uh, and Shaq the started in '92, so, uh, so he played throughout the '90s. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Like I said, it's not to, like not to say like he. Yeah, you know, I forgot about him like that, but it's just that I think I, like I said, I always think his peak or his best oh, was when you know the early '2000s. So that's why I, I don't okay. normally mention him in the, in, gotcha. the, in the '90s. But yeah, he was a beast in the '90s. Yeah, so now we're gonna to shift to the 2000s. So again, give, give me okay. your top three, Quab. Uh All right,
0: you know what? I'm gonna go number three. <laughs> I'm gonna do the pause. I'm gonna go AI. I'm gonna go AI. Not the most efficient Ooh, player in the that's world, but just so explosive. And like pound for pound, I don't think there was a more dominant sp- score at his size the NBA has ever seen. I might be wrong, but pound for pound, I don't think so. I'm gonna go AI. Three. I'm gonna go AI three. Okay. Number two, number two. I'm gonna go with Shaq. With Shaq and two. All right. And then number one. Okay. RIP, my boy. Got to go with Kobe. Got Kobe number. I-, I know this is shocking,
1: but you know what? It's my list.
0: Do what I want. Over my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: no, nah, that's that's all good, man. Right? Like but- you said, it's your list. It's your opinion. It's all good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All right, so my number th- my number okay. three is actually going to be Shaq. Um, I have Shaq. I have Shaq in number three. Um, number two, I, I got your boy. You know, like you said, RIP Kobe the Mamba um, at number two. And my number one, I got uh, the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Um, now I know I don't know if that would shock people. It may because I know people would say, "Well, you why not really." Put i, think Kobe? I hear people say um, some
0: people like Duncan over Kobe. Well,
1: Yeah, I just think Duncan had, it was just, and this is slightly, like, I'm not, this is not by, like, a mile or by much, but I would just take Duncan slightly over Kobe. Um, obviously, look, they both had five championships. Um, you know, Kobe was obviously amazing. I mean, you're talking about the second greatest shooting guard in NBA history, when maybe a top five player, of you know, ever in the NBA. Um, Duncan, I, I've, I've just always been a Duncan fan, just like, kind of like with the Admiral. Was funny, I like a lot of spurs players mm-hmm. even though i was a bulls fan and a jordan fan but um yeah no i love duncan i think duncan's the greatest yeah. power forward ever of all time
0: so do what what makes you say that duncan's the best point power forward ever is it is it the championship so for example if if Karl Malone had two titles would you still say duncan like what what makes you say duncan i'm just curious
1: yeah just just yeah the accolades are a part of it but i just look at the whole body of, uh, of work um just what what he did in, in the 2000s obviously he has he has the five titles. He was a two time MVP, um, and I know he didn't obviously he didn't have the scoring numbers that that Kobe had. Um, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know he didn't have. I know you it wasn't years when he averaged like thirty five a year. You know what I mean thirty five yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But I just I don't know. Like Duncan, I've always been a big fan of, of big men. Um, besides you know being a fan of Mike, you know what I mean I've always been a, a, a big a, a fan of skilled big men, and I just think like like I said I to me in my opinion and. Obviously, it's debatable, arguable. He's the greatest at his position. I think he's the greatest point guard. I I mean, point guard, power forward, I've ever seen play. Um, And obviously, like you said, it's arguable. We can debate that and argue that. Um, But uh, I just think when you look at everything—the the the championships, the accolades—that's that's that's why I I probably put him ahead of um, of of Kobe.
0: Yeah, I think with Kobe, for me, I just look at their their the peak of their dominance. Mm -hmm. And I think when I think of dominance in the 2000s, especially mid to late, um, I I just think I just think of Kobe, I think. um, And I want to always equate that to scoring. I know it's not just about scoring. There's so many factors that go into it. I definitely think them being, um, you know, both like top three to top five guys is 100 percent for sure. Like Me not having me having A.I. over Duncan, it doesn't mean I necessarily think Duncan's a greater player right um, oh, i'm sorry ai it doesn't mean i think AI is a good player with ai i'm just going based off of something we hadn't we've never really seen somebody that small and that dominant so
1: oh yeah no ai like so you know how we were saying who we put as like four and five honorable
0: mentions <laughs> yeah right right right
1: ai would be probably right after um shack for me
0: okay then who would you have at five
1: at five so that's a tough one so i i like ai would definitely be four five you know who i would put at five I, and I don't know if you you know you like this pick. I would actually put KG. I'd put Garnett.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, KG's a good one. That's he. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, he's a great defender. I don't think people enough right. people talk about him as a defender. That's a, that's a yeah. really good one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually put KG. So after AI, it'd probably be KG. So those would be those would be my five. It'd be Duncan, Kobe, Shaq, AI, then then Garnett.
0: Yeah. So I would have I would have Duncan right after Iverson. Man, you know after that. Uh, there's just some. I mean, you could heck, you could say LeBron. I mean, LeBron started in '03.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. LeBron.
0: I know. You know, uh, that's man. So probably LeBron. You know, another a guy that I'm I'm a big fan of. People might be like, oh, you have him a little too high. Um, I I, I actually liked Paul Pierce until he t- until he started to annoy me later in the 2000s. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but I actually would. I actually think he does the a valid whole argument. the the
1: uh wheelchair gate.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I got it. My the, my fifth, to round that out, I, and we totally forgot about this guy. I'm going to go Dirk 5.
1: Oh, Dirk, that's a good one. That's I'm going to go Dirk
0: one. 5. Now, now yes. Dirk wasn't an amazing defender by any means, but with his size, his shooting ability, that, that championship run, man, was one of the most impressive, I think. But the that happened season. in
1: the 2010s, right? The, the championship run. Uh,
0: was that? Oh, was it 2010? Yeah, that was an exactly. 11.
1: Remember, that was in 11.
0: Okay, but still, I guess I can still use that. Just saying, yeah, up yeah, as, no, that, at least still leading up yeah. until that run, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, so you're right. right, you're right. But um, his, I mean, they did,
1: they did, they did go to the finals in 06, So mm-hmm. you know, people forget that. Yeah, they did go to the finals in 06. Yeah,
0: I would personally have Dirk over KG. Personally, I would. Okay,
1: okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, so I would KG. go, I
0: would go, Kobe, Shaq, AI, Duncan, Dirk.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So then to round it out, we have the 2010. So let's start with your number three uh you know going to to your one who who you got in the two thousand tens.
0: All right. So my number three is I'm a big fan of this dude. Kind of a he's still kind of the new kid on the block, even though he's been in the league for like almost ten years. I'm gonna go Curry three. I think Curry with the MVPs, with him arguably being the best shooter the league's ever seen, I'm gonna go with him at three. I gotta go with Durantula at two, K D, one of the greatest small forwards of all time, and then I got to go with the king at number one. I, I don't see who else you go with at, at number one in the two thousand. so that's both. <laughs> yeah, I got you.
1: <laughs> I got you. All right, so this is going to be a heart pick, and this is going to be like a, a favorite pick. Uh, I know, who, you, probably I knows know
0: who you're going with, dog.
1: You know who I'm going with, yeah. And then, But see, the thing is I'm I'm still being realistic of like the the, the top two, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, I got to go with my man Melo. Come on, man. Um, I mean, look, I, I, obviously I can't, it's not a lot of stuff I can justify to put him over Curry or guys, you know, who have obviously had better like playoff, you know, numbers and all that, but he's my personal, he's, like I said, he's kind of like what the Admiral was in, in, in the nineties for me. Um, yeah. Mello my number three. Um, one of the greatest scores that the NBA's ever seen, not just in his era, but just ever. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be real, man. Look in those. Some of those next years obviously weren't good, but he, that year, I think was in 2013 when they, I know they lost in the second round and he was a this scoring champion. I mean, he was a monster. You know what I mean? I think he was second in MVP voting that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Mellow at number three, number two. Yeah. I agree with you. It's, it's probably Durant. Um, Durant's number two. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then obviously, right. And one is no question it's LeBron, uh, for the 2010s, you know, obviously LeBron has had the most championships in the 2010s, but just you know everything else that he's done and uh, accomplished, and to do it with three different teams, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. he's, um, he's,
0: there's a the reason they call him the King,
1: baby. Exactly, he's it's been amazing. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean he's, it's no question he he was he's definitely the number one guy. You know, even despite you know like I said because I know people try maybe will say oh well he didn't have the championships, but it doesn't matter. I mean he did, uh, he has everything else. I mean he's a four time MVP. And like I said, to win a, a title with two different teams in that era, let alone – I mean, I know he's with the, he just joined the Lakers two years ago, but, yeah, to, to, to win a uh, championship with two different teams in that era is just amazing. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. He's so, definitely- let's,
0: let's have a little fun. At, and since we've been doing it with the other ones, I actually think this is the toughest one to round off the top five. So, who would you do that with? Last two guys. So, last
1: two guys in the 2001. Oh, yeah. This is tough. I would definitely agree with you. I think Curry is four. Yeah, like I said, the greatest shooter that, that probably the NBA's ever seen. Uh and like you said, he's changed the game as far as three point shooting. Um so I definitely put him number four. Who number five, I really gotta think about that yeah, number one.
0: Number five's tough, man.
1: Yeah, I gotta think about that one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go Okay. Well I'm you gonna, gonna
0: go mine go the... go while you think about it.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go with your four and five.
0: Okay. So so just to reiterate who you had, you had LeBron one, Durant two, Melo three. Curry four, right?
1: Yes. Okay. So my number. Oh, I know who my number five is. But do you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Go go. to number five. Number five. You know, it's funny because he. Okay, everybody knows he was sick. This guy, when he was, he was, he was. Man, he was great. He was bad. And um, but you know, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Dwayne Wade at number five. Yeah, I was you know, gonna be
0: shocked he yeah. didn't have him at five. Yeah, I no, yeah,
1: me. I gotta put flat. I don't know how I forgot about him, but it's funny because I feel like he still kind of sometimes gets overlooked or under, like you know, underrated. Like the, the dude is a three time champion, and obviously yeah, I know he got two of those with LeBron and one with Shaq. Um, but um, yeah, no, he he still was sick even without those guys. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm gonna put weight at five. Yeah, those those that that's probably my top five of the 2010.
0: Oh man. Okay. So I, I also have Wade at four. Okay. So I, okay. Got LeBron, I got LeBron, Durant, Curry, Wade. Number five. I want to show love to Melo, but like, and I'm not a big Harden guy because I think he's just a, 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 a he plays hero ball a little too much for me. Do, mm-hmm. do you think, okay. Um, it's not crazy you put Harden no, I, I be that. Because I, I think I like Harden a little over Melo. Only because I feel like yeah, the Rockets teams that. have been... Listen, a lot of
1: people didn't even have Melo in this top five. Let's just be yeah. honest. A lot of people that we know would be like, you're even crazy to put Melo in the, in this five. Obviously, I'm a Melo fan, so I'm putting him in, put him in there. And I know you like Mello as like well, Mello. too. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But if, I mean, look, it's a lot of people that would even want to put him in the five. So there's even, you know, I even appreciate that you even like consider putting him there five. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and then there's another guy I struggle with because I feel like his prime kind of started in the mid 2000s. As much as I love Kawhi, like it's kind of mm-hmm. he kind of gets started rolling. I know he won a title in 2014, I believe, but he really started right. solidifying himself as a as a maybe potentially a superstar in the, like the mid 2000s.
1: What about you know what somebody just thought about and then um, you know listen obviously you can disagree. What about early Derrick Rose?
0: You could, but if you're going to put Rose, I would have Kawhi over Rose because I feel like they both, I
1: think Kawhi's already kind of had a longer stretch stretch of Yeah, obviously Rose had had the injury problems, you know what I mean? He reminds me a lot of of Grant Hill. You know, Rose is kind of like the Grant Hill of the 2010s. Like, man, when he was in his, like, you know, that beginning, like those first three years, oh my God. That's a good
0: comparison too. I like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, the first three years, you're like, yo, I really thought Rose was going to be like one of the greatest point guards ever. Just The way he started, oh, he's like, explosive, yo,
0: like he absolutely nasty. Explosive. Yeah.
1: yeah, another guy
0: I think gets forgotten about too because a lot of people don't think he's won much, but neither is Harden. What about Chris Paul? Another one, he's been, yeah. he's been good for Chris a Paul, long you know, time. What's funny? Chris
1: Paul to me has had one of those like his career's been very steady, like he's pretty consistent, good every, every year. year,
0: even now, even he doesn't this year, really.
1: Yeah. Right, even this year, it doesn't not going to really wow you, you know. All the time, he's not going to really like, you know, wow you or very exciting, but just gets it done. Great defender, mm-hmm. can score, great passer, does everything well. But another guy that kind of gets overlooked, but yeah, no, Chris Paul, you can definitely put in there. And Chris Paul, I don't think a
0: lot of people know he's averaging eighteen and seven this year. Like it's very quiet, but right, yeah, just, right. Th- every year, he's just.
1: Steady, steady. And, and the, the
0: tricky thing you know about the I mean? two thousand the 2010s, is that, like I said, with Kawhi, a lot of guys got their start like mid 2000s, like, like, well, right, even like right. somebody like Giannis, Antetokounmpo, who right, is, mm-hmm. he's it's amazing. But am I gonna put him as a top? what about Westbrook? There's another I mean, one, what about Westbrook? Westbrook's one MVP? Yeah, yeah it's another right. one, so you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's tough, it's
1: tough, it's tough. yeah, it's a tough. <laughs> yeah, the NBA's in good hands yes, for sure. That, Oh yeah, yeah, don't yeah, without a doubt. So the last topic we're gonna get into with the NBA is um, obviously ESPN came up with a list of the greatest ten NBA players of all time. Um, I'm just gonna go over them real quick. Obviously they had MJ at one, the King at two, Kareem at three, Russell at four, five was Magic, six was Wilt, seven was Bird, eight was Duncan, uh, nine was Kobe, and then ten they had Shaq. So Quab, my, my question to you is: Is there anybody in there that you you think doesn't belong, or did you would switch out? Or would you rearrange the order? Get Bill Russell out of there, dog. Yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: I, <laughs> I know, and people are like, you're crazy. He won 12 chips or whatever he won. What, nine? or
1: It doesn't matter, but he wasn't always the best player on his team. Also, I always say that to people that, and people.
0: that team had like four or five Hall of Famers on it. I'm not saying that.
1: Oh, was... at, one point, at one point, Quab. The whole starting lineup are all in the Hall of Fame. The whole starting lineup. Name another team that, that you can name that, 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 that uh, exists. And, they
0: were, and they were really well coached. I mean, Red Arbach was amazing, you know.
1: Um, I mean, you're talking about what the, arguably the second greatest coach of, in NBA history behind Phil. You know what I mean? If you want to argue yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See, t- see my so, problem with Bill, Bill Russell was an incredible rebounder, though. I, don't, like, I He never had a, a season averaging under 18 rebounds a game. That's incredible.
1: Oh, that's insane. Yeah. He didn't, walk... he, was yeah, didn't... Are, he was a great team player. He was a great team mm-hmm. player, but he wasn't always the best player on his team. I'm sorry. There were guys on that team like gears like where they won the MVP. They had bet you know, now obviously he had the rebounding numbers, but as far as just, they had better numbers than he did. I mean, Russell Russell was good. Don't get me wrong. Bill Russell was a great player, but I mean I just always thought he was a great team player. You know what I mean? He wasn't – and he, maybe he was that glue guy. You know, you can say that. Like, yeah, he was the glue that kind of put everything together. But he just always wasn't the most talented or the best player on the floor sometimes, to me, on his own team. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and, and I, the person I would replace him with – now, I'm, I'm not sure this guy would just slip right into that fourth spot. Um, but mm-hmm. I would put Oscar Robinson in the top ten. I think, I think he I agree was gonna have his time yeah. as a guard. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, one of right. the most prolific
0: scorers. Has a chip. Has a, chip. As a championship.
1: Um, yeah, and I and I mean he got it with Kareem, you know him and Kareem, but they were both mm-hmm. great. You know, it was like one was better than the other. Obviously, they were both great when they won the chip. You know what I mean? So yeah,
0: but although a lot of a lot of um, his great seasons came with the Cincinnati Royals in the '60s, so, um, so yeah, right, he, so right, he was right. most dominant before he even paired up with Will. I'm, I'm sorry, with Kareem, but with Kareem, yeah, right, yeah, right? Yeah, right. But because right.
1: yeah. that was like Kareem's early years when he started, mm-hmm. right? When he just, exactly,
0: yeah, yeah Oscar Robs right? Yeah. Falling way back in the day
1: but well. yeah you know what is funny like on this list I I don't yeah like I agree I think we kind of both agree we would take Russell out of there um I don't know man I would have this is just me in my opinion I as great as wilt was I I kind of would like Shaq over wilt I don't know I don't know if you agree with that yeah I disagree um, with him, no. you, you you think oh, so you think wilt was more more dominant well there's no think he was more dominant are we talking statistically? Yeah, well, statistically, yes. But I'm just talking about as far as the eye test. Well, like, I don't keeps, think a like, lot of people... The way Shaq had, moved.
0: I don't really know what Wilt really looked like. I mean, a lot of it is kind of like... It's almost like he's a mythical figure. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, right. You kind of like... You, you hear yeah. about what he did. You see his numbers. There isn't a ton of footage on on Wilt in the early days of the 60s and stuff like that. Right, so. but, right. Um, as far as pure dominance, though, I mean, Wilt is top one. But we know that it's different. We know it's different, though, because of the, you know, different time of the game. Like, yo, they actually, they actually changed the rules because of him.
1: Like, yeah, but that's what – I'm glad you brought that up. So that's kind of like my point kind of. Like, okay, look, obviously the errors are the errors, and I don't want to say one error has been in the other. But obviously, look, we know that the competition wasn't as great in his era as far as, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of great – he didn't have a lot of, like – you know, he had Russell – and I think he had Kareem toward the end of his career, as far as like who he went against. But he didn't have a lot of like great competition besides Russell. You know, Russell was probably was his main competition. And also, yeah, and, and, and Kareem too. And Kareem too, right? Yeah, like I said, near the end, I know he had Kareem. But a lot of those years, I mean, I, and obviously, like you said he's like a, we didn't we didn't see a lot of footage, but he was going against. He was always the biggest guy on the floor. I don't care how like, big you I are; mean, you still
0: gotta have skills. Like that's, that's, yeah. We've yeah. seen a lot of we've seen the Roy Hibberts of the world who are seven four that. Average ten points a game. Like it doesn't really matter how big you are. Like you still have. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I, true. I, I that's true. I love Will Chamberlain's quote about Michael Jordan. Now, of course, Will thought he was the goat. You know. So, oh, of, course, I, of course, I love
1: what he said. That, he was a goat. He was a goat in other things, but <laughs> Whoa, not, not, not Mr. Not
0: Twenty,
1: Mr. Twenty Thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He used to go and other things i don't I, yeah I, I just have to disagree with them on basketball but what was so his this quote, quote was though?
0: he said to jordan they changed the rules to make it easier for you to dominate when i played they changed the rules to make it harder for me to dominate i thought that was really interesting like they legit like they i, mean, I don't even think they like like the 24 second rule and and there were so many things they had to change because wilt was just a completely destroying the league so he's saying like look man they made it harder for me to do what i do like they had to changed so many things whereas for you you know they made it easier for you to dominate now, of course i don't think that takes anything away from mj's level of dominance but um
1: see the only reason i disagree with that is because i think the 90s were some of the best defensive teams you've ever seen as far as like in, in some of the best defenders i mean we can we can rattle off names as far as like great defenders in the 90s that's the only reason i would disagree with will on that statement is because okay well how did they make it easier for mj what because well mj was in a was in a way different era i mean remember will is like two or three decades before mj so of course like yeah they they had to evolve and adapt like right they added the three-point line they added the 24 second rule like they weren't going to do they weren't going to just have that forever you know what i mean so that's one reason I I kind of disagree with what will's saying I, and I and I and I kind of get what you're saying is that look they had to change the rules so he wouldn't dominate that and that's that's great that's awesome that's that's incredible but I still think okay you you say that they made it easier for MJ I don't I, mean, I don't personally think they made it easier for MJ when MJ came in that those were the rules and they didn't they didn't really change anything in MJ's era like if anything MJ had to go through Tougher defenses than than Wilt did. I, I At least in my opinion, well, like obviously I didn't see Wilt play, but if you want to just talk about just straight like what MJ had to go through, you know, those bad boy Pistons and the, the Celtics and even in the nights with the Knicks, like I, I just in the, in, the, in those Cav teams, I just disagree that, you know, Jordan had it a lot easier. You know, that I just and, and it's that.
0: funny that you mentioned the Pistons because that reminds me of the Jordan rules, which would kind of act right. Have to- right. That, that would actually back up MJ because the Pistons legit like had to play tough and like physically challenge him. Like like who who else had rules made to just defend them because he was that good.
1: So I think that actually that actually <laughs> exactly. is, like, credit to MJ exactly. because um, exactly yeah. Because exactly. so. think about it. Think think about Wilt in in that era where Jordan is okay. Like he's so big. Even if, even if the Pistons were physical, he's probably still yeah, with for dominate sure. for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was still dominant because he, 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 like you said, he probably was a skilled – we didn't see a lot of footage, but he was skilled. You know, the guy was averaging his era with, like, 50 and 30 or whatever, ridiculous. Um, yeah, he was still dominant. He was still average, like, 30, 40 a game, even them playing physical. He was – because he was that big. So, yeah, I mean, like like you said, like, the fact that they had to have, a, a, right, a rule for a guy – a guard who wasn't even a big guy to play him physical because he was that good is just incredible too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and Wolf didn't go through that, you know what I mean? Will had it, I don't want to say easy, but yeah, I mean, a lot of those numbers because he was going against lesser competition, and he was just that, you know, he was that. I just good. don't, I, I feel like mean? people so, forget
0: about the guys he was going against, though. That's just my thing, but um, yeah, yeah, but I think with this yeah. list, so I would move Kobe a little higher. Like I, I'm, I'm Kobe.
1: I know you would move, move him ahead, yeah, of Duncan, personally. And right? That's nothing against Duncan, because you, like you said, yeah. they're very
0: comparable. Mm-hmm but i i wouldn't yeah, have I thought I just so, think yeah. he was more dominant at his peak. So i would go kobe over right. Duncan's. I'd, I'd slide that
1: bird. You know it's funny before you before you continue that the 8 through 10 is my top 3 oh, in the 2000s. that's a good point.
0: Wow. that's funny. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 8 9 ten. 10. Yeah. probably right. I mean, I, the the Shaq versus Hakeem Olajuwon debate is a really good one too. I think you can go either way. I think Hakeem was more skilled, but i think Shaq was more dominant. You know, I think that you can go either yeah, way with yeah. that one.
1: You know, that's a good point. I probably would put Hakeem over Shaq. I would personally now, you know, me, meaning that's just you would me have Shaq though. off the
0: top ten or would you take somebody else off this
1: list? Yeah, so I would probably um so you know how we took off we took off Bill Russell. Because um, who did you replace for Russell with you yeah. just took him off? Yeah, so it's funny because I might I might I, I like Oscar. I don't know if I put Oscar that high. No, and that's the thing. I didn't you know, want to necessarily I, I, stick I, I, him in at four. I just think he should be top right, ten. Right, yeah, right, yeah. I You think he should be top ten? Yeah, this is so tough, because I actually might have put Hakeem you know, in the top ten, but over Shaq. You know what I mean? Not necessarily at four. I don't know about four. Even though I do think he's my favorite center of all time. Um, but uh, I would have Hakeem in the top ten.
0: Okay, I think Bird I think Bird is yeah. in a good spot. I don't think I'd move him there.
1: Now, okay, is Bird a greater okay.
0: player than, like, Kobe? I think you can argue that, sure. I, I don't have a problem with that.
1: Yeah, you can argue. It's yeah, definitely possible. arguable. Yes,
0: that's um, yeah. The only I thing think... about Bird is he didn't play as long as people think. I think he played 11 seasons only because he had really bad back. So, But even his last right, season, he right, was giving exactly. 20 a game. So he was still playing at a pretty high level, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. he was. Now, here's he a was, question yeah. for you. If, yeah. if
0: you were to put – now, there's only one current NBA player on this list. If you were to make an mm-hmm. uh, if you were to make an argument for another current NBA player, who would it be?
1: Ooh, that's tough. I guess you could put Durant yeah, I think Durant. In there. I was Durant, gonna say Durant, Durant Steph. too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Steph. Just because how he changed the game with the three point shot, but I don't know if he's greater than all these. Yeah, died, where do you, you where, where do you put, put Curry? You know I mean, right, exactly. But Durant is definitely an argument because you know a lot of people think Durant now was better than Bird. You know what I mean? He, he surpassed Bird. Because, obviously, Bird at one point was, like, the greatest at his position. Obviously, El- LeBron shattered that. LeBron is the best, you know, small yeah. forward ever. Um, But, you know, a lot of people argue now that Durant is the second greatest small forward of all time. And that's, you know, I, I, wouldn't ar- you know that, I wouldn't argue against it. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be mad if somebody said that. Like, yeah, I think Durant's the second greatest small forward behind LeBron. I mean, yeah, that's definitely – you know, It is, and, arguable, and, the, and the thing with Durant
0: know? is he's such a unique type of player because when have we ever seen somebody with his dribbling and shooting ability combined? I, I can't think of a like at his, at height, his height, yeah, he shoot, be, but he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't anywhere near the, he didn't have the athleticism Durant had, the quickness, that first step, no, like no. Durant is a unique, right, and right. he can shoot over anyone, like you're not blocking Durant's shots. right, and he's a, right. and he can slash, right, he, can, he exactly. drive to the hoop, so. He's incredible. Yeah. Guy. The, the yeah. KD, I don't know how the rest of his career is gonna really pan out. Like I, I think he'll come back from this injury. I don't know if he'll win any more championships. But it's gonna be interesting to see how the right. rest of his career kind of goes. Maybe he pulls a LeBron and goes back to like OKC and tries to win them a title.
1: Now, would you say would you if if KD wins two more titles and he and you know he's the guy to lead them, would you start arguing or putting him to the could you argue and say now you could put him in that top five? Top five. Um like if he goes to the Nets and wins two titles, let's say I am not saying he's gonna do that, but let's say you know it, yeah I know he's a four year deal, so he has like right, three years remaining. So let's say in the, in the next two out of three years he can he can you know win a title with the Nets and he's the guy. Obviously they have Kyrie yeah. too, but um would you would you kind of say okay we can start arguing? He's top five and the now.
0: reason I say probably is because like you said he's the guy, whereas. You know, Kobe had years where he was not asked to be asked to be the number one guy. Um, whereas, right, although right, I do right, think right. I'm not a huge fan of that KD move to the Warriors, I thought that was a uh, you know, but he was still right. the main guy on that team. Can't mm-hmm. take that away from him, you know. Um, right. Although exactly. Curry, him and exactly. Curry pretty much yeah. average like the same amount of points. You know, their first, they're like second first the second season together. So,
1: yeah, right, I think you right, can. Right.
0: can make a case hypothetically if he does win those two other titles, sure,
1: sure, you know? right yeah okay all right so now we're gonna close out the show now i wish i had Quab's brother on but we will get him on <laughs> oh it's on, his uh, birthday later. next week we gotta have uh, more for
0: his birthday <laughs> okay
1: so yeah so we, there you go exclusive right there quest question will be on next week <laughs> on our brother's got next um but okay so just me and Quab are gonna share our thoughts on this now obviously i don't know if you, you know you guys have been you know following a lot of boxing news obviously you know with a lot a lot not going on but uh so Quest is a big Mike Tyson fan, and um, supposedly Mike Tyson is thinking about returning to the ring. How old is he? 53. Co-op? Is he 53? Yeah. 53, right? Yeah. So he's thinking about returning to the boxing ring, and it's for charity. Um, but uh, look, let me let me just start off by saying that before you, we get Quab's thoughts, Mike Tyson's been done for a long time, and I, as much as I love Quest, I know Quest is a big fan of his, but even if it's for charity, I mean the guy's 53 <laughs> years old. I, I do not want to see Mike Tyson box. I'm sorry. I, I am not trying to see this. I mean, I, I see these videos that, you know, Questy always sends us that he's, he's moving fast, he still has the hands and all that. That's different when you're not punching against anybody, when nobody's there. When you're actually in a boxing ring with somebody who actually has a, the skill, is the same skill as you, or maybe it's just as good, it doesn't work that way. And you're 53, you know what I mean? And you haven't fought in over 10 years. Um, I just don't think this is a good idea. And I, listen, I was a big Iron Mike fan. I love Iron Mike. But I don't want to see this, I, even if it is for charity. And supposedly there's a, there's a rumor that Evander Holyfield's open to, to fighting him. Oh, my God. If it's, if it's them two, Jesus Christ. Are we back in 1996? I mean, come on. Right,
0: man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I do, I do want to see it. And, 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 you, and it is charity. It is, so it's for a good cause. And you, Teddy Atlas said something interesting. He said, like, as great as he looks, as quick as he looks, explosive, he's in great shape. Ain't nobody's swinging back at him right now. A little different. When you, Thank you. You're not just gonna be Thank trying you. to throw haymakers all the time. And you're gonna get tired a lot. But, he was, famous for but him. he was actually a very underrated boxer though. So he wasn't just like it wasn't like those Rocky movies where they just throw a bunch of haymakers.
1: Okay, over or under, can he last over three rounds? Who's
0: fighting? Evander? Yeah. He's fighting even younger <laughs> now, and the, and the thing about being fifty-three okay, too but... is his fatigue. Dog, he's gonna be worn. He wasn't even—he wasn't even a, a long-distance fighter in his twenties. How is he gonna do that in his fifties?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Now, if it's for charity, that's Sherry, my, like my four-point kind of thing. but... Yeah, and I hope so. Like I was gonna say, please make it like five rounds or less. Right? Shouldn't be five rounds. It should be like the the, the best of three. Because you know there was there was a there was a article saying that I guess Tyson Fury at one point was even open now, to fighting for him. charity
0: though, right? Okay. For charity, right?
1: But but okay, even somebody like him who obviously is not as who's not as fast, but is is, is a great Very defender, is fighter, bigger yeah. than him, and is one. It's gonna but is twenty years younger and can go twelve rounds. Uh, yeah, that's not a good idea. I think Tyson furry would would destroy him, even even if it is. Yeah,
0: and and he's went up against some big hitters, so it's not like he would be he'd be scared of like his punch. You know, Uh, I'm not saying Wilder is a big hitter as Tyson wasn't his prime or anything, but Wilder can throw a hell of a punch. Right. Right. (laughs) So,
1: oh, of course, of course, and he obviously knocked down Fury in the first fight. You know, so um. Yeah, man. Look, I love Iron Mike. I just don't think this is a good idea. Obviously, we'll have Questy's thoughts on this next week, because I'm sure he's he obviously since we've been talking to him about he's ecstatic. He wants to see it happen. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. And I also think he can, you know, all jokes aside, you know, he's 53. He can possibly get hurt. I know it's for charity, but who knows what can happen when you're in that ring? You know, one wrong hit, one he pulls something or whatever. You know, he hasn't been in the ring in 10 years for an actual fight. Who Knows what could happen, so I just don't think this is a good idea. I love Iron Mike, I love watching the old fight. They had a ESPN marathon with Iron Mike on all his fights uh this past weekend. Um, and I, I was watching them, and they were great, they were awesome. But uh, I want to, I, I want, yeah, see man, I I I'm good. Sure. I would actually,
0: yeah, hey, before we Jesus. go though, man, um. <laughs> oh. Uh I know earlier this week you told me you you watched the movie, you watched League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What did you think about that?
1: Oh, that's what we forgot to get on right. We forgot to get on that. Yes, I yes. So before we leave, um, so you know, obviously during these quarantine days, you know, we talk about the shows and the movies and music we listen to. We normally talk about, you know, the positive, the the good ones we've seen, but there's also been some bad, awful ones. Now, the movie he just brought up, we disagree on. Well, no, everybody Um, disagrees with you. Obviously, it's not just me. That not me, my, my wife, my no, wife. Awesome that doesn't count. Because, <laughs> nah,
0: like, doesn't when count you're married counts. to somebody, you, you, you two become one. You know what I mean? So. <laughs>
1: no, because she's, it's, she, it's a lot of movies and shows that we do not like together. Like, she doesn't like Mary shows. She doesn't like a lot of the shows I like, or even a lot of some of the movies like that you and me like. Like, you know how we like those dumb comedies? She hates those. She doesn't like those movies. She doesn't like the Naked Guns and the, you know, um, well, she likes don't be a menace and all that kind of stuff, but she doesn't like naked gun. You know what I mean? So this movie she doesn't like. But I didn't. I didn't think Exterminator uh, League of extraordinary God, in General it was, was horrible. That bad.
0: First of all, okay, I'm gonna tell you why it was horrible. No, no.
1: it has some. Okay, Jesus. it has some bad one liners. Oh, you know.
0: Let me tell you why it was.
1: Listen, let me tell you why it was.
0: <laughs> first of all, if if you didn't truly think it was bad, I don't even think you would have to defend yourself right now. There's a reason you're trying to defend yourself.
1: No, but I, no, no, don't take that bad because I've had to defend myself a lot with coming with you, and we were at ESPN with uh, you know Dallas and some of those. People. Yeah, because you like bad like, I've always movies, had to defend myself. with this, this movie, no, is, okay, okay, listen. No, D- first of all, like I'm gonna
0: you? give you. A, let me give you a couple reasons why this movie is bad. The one liners are horrible. The CGI is horrible. Do you know how old Sean Connery is, by the way? He's, you know, he's 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 going to be ninety years old this year. Do you know? And he had a very long, okay. very extensive you know, film career. I think he was... The first movie he was right. in, he ever acted in was in 1954, Lilacs in the Spring, way back in the day, okay? Do you know the last movie he acted in? Okay. Yeah, that retired really?
1: That's how bad that movie was. The last movie he was in Okay. Retired well, all, him. It didn't retire him. That was in he 2004. Was, no, he was done. He was, was, like, done. In, he was, was like, in, like, I'm like done. It's 70s. over. This
0: movie was so terrible. It, 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 yo, it ended his career.
1: No. No, it did not. It, stop it. But, he okay, was like 72. You're, you can, but he was he was like he was pretty much probably already done. I mean, like it was I mean, come on, the guy was in his in 70s. Like he wasn't like he wasn't nah, going to get nah. any like you oh, mean to major tell roles. me if that movie was good yeah, he, like
0: they were coming out with a sequel, he'd be like, "Nah, I'm good." He would have been in it. Well, he died. <laughs> Oh wait! You just gave out another spoiler. You gave out another so, spoiler. so what do you mean? He <laughs> died. So yeah, but it, okay. Ooh, still found a way to like. Oh, there's like flashback scenes with them or
1: something. Who knows? But
0: yeah, it's not good. They retired him. That's <laughs> whatever. All you gotta okay.
1: Say. Now, whatever. I, we just disagree on that movie. I think I thought it was good. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I've watched it a few. times. To- I've actually watched it more than a few times, and every time I watched it, I thought it was good. But, on but,
0: Rotten Tomatoes, but, okay, that's actually so, higher than I thought.
1: Okay, that doesn't mean anything, but no, but that doesn't mean anything because you you know you and me don't always go after to critics. Cause we watch movies we thought were good, and then the critics didn't like it. And we were like, I, I actually thought it's that was not good. good, but
0: whatever.
1: whatever. But anyway, the one thing, you, okay, so this has been unanimous for people. I don't know if you watched it so, yet, and well, I'm I'm sure you're not gonna watch because I already told you it was horrible. The one movie I, I've seen recently that was a, an absolute. <laughs> I, I can't even <laughs> tell you how bad this movie is. First of all, my mom made the comment that anytime she wants to fall asleep, oh, she'll watch this man. movie. So that's how you know how bad it is. Um, so there's a new movie on Netflix called John Henry, and it's with uh, Terry Cruz and Ludacris. The and right Ludacris there. is the villain. Stop right there. Um, that's
0: all you gotta say, and that should <laughs> summarize why it's awful, but keep going.
1: <laughs> and I didn't realize... Okay, so apparently the movie, DJ Quick is either the director uh, or the producer, yeah. which Why I did you
0: watch should have the known, like, okay.
1: Because I try to support Black movies. It's not a lot of them, you know great. what I mean. So that's I try to great. support, oh. and it was on Netflix. Yeah, and it's on Netflix. It's not like I have to pay like money for. It. It's like oh, it's just a movie. You know, let me watch it. It was new, and from the trailer, I and mean, it looked that bad. But yo, when I say it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, I'm literally I, I can't. Stress enough how bad it is. Yeah, it's I've one of it, the I've worst movies I've ever seen, ever. Like anybody, please. Like I know Netflix obviously has a bunch of stuff you can watch, and sometimes you get bored. And you're like, oh, let me just watch this you movie. Know. Don't watch that unless you're like falling. Unless you're falling. What the ratings are? You know, what, are you know what I mean. Don't zero for, zero for what is it?
0: <laughs> zero,
1: zero? Like no, no one
0: person liked it. <laughs>
1: How is that possible? <laughs> so my mom went into work the other day. She called me. She called me to tell me this. And because I, I watched this movie, it was with my wife, my mom, and my aunt. We all watched it, you know, at my mom's house. And um, so she went into work the other day. And her co-worker came up to her and was like, yo, I just watched one of the worst movies I've ever seen ever in my life. Like of all time. And it's called John Henry. And she put her head down. She's like, yo, I watched it too with my son. And literally, it's. I'm gonna oh, use that movie yeah, to fall asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think you said well, some other it people Twitter told You were like, "What awful did I too. just
0: watch? Like, that's one of the worst movies." And like, first of all, Ludacris' name <laughs> in the movie is Hell. How creative is that? His name is Hell. Come on. And like the, the he has this weird like plate <laughs> on his face. it looks horrible, man. I'm not. Yeah, because he got. So I don't you, care. You spo- I'm gonna spoil.
1: Yeah, so you yeah, really spoil care. every movie. He got so shot. Yeah, it doesn't matter because this movie sucks. That's how much I don't really care about it. But he got shot like early, like when he was like a young kid by John Henry. So that's why he, he wore that plate, but he was, yeah, it was no, still awful. Uh, it it looks really bad. So
0: I won't be. Wrong with that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, don't waste your don't. Yeah, you and Maya don't even waste your time unless you're falling asleep and you just have completely nothing else to do. I mean, I guess you know, go ahead. You know, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> But you know that's gonna wrap it up for uh, another episode of A Brothers Got Next. <laughs> uh, tune in next week, of course. As as you heard, the exclusive we're gonna have uh, Quab's brother on Questy. I'm uh, more than likely to talk uh, more more Mike Tyson fight for charity, um, which which should be good. And uh, we'll have some other topics as well. So that's gonna do it for 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 D and for Quav. This Is another another Peace. episode of A Brothers Got Next. Peace.